Took a couple of days off for the holiday, and we still got deals that happened in free agency to talk about. We're going to recap days four through six of free agency and the deals that went down. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. Welcome to the number one place for your daily basketball news and analysis, NBA Central. What's going on, basketball fans? Welcome to another episode of NBA Central, your number one spot for everything basketball-related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You can follow the channel right off the top at NBA Central Pod on every social media platform that we happen to be on. Now, with that being said, we got content to get into today. We missed a couple of days with the holiday and things going on, but the first one that we want to talk about the deal that went down is the Mavs just seem to keep finding ways to add talent. There was a big question coming into this offseason were the Dallas Mavericks going to be able to add the necessary talent if they maintain their core of Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving? Well, it seems like they've done it again. They're adding Grant Williams to on a four-year, $53 million deal um, in a sign-in trade that also included Boston, of course, and the San Antonio Spurs, in which both the Celtics and the Spurs will be getting second-round picks. But the Mavs just keep finding ways to add talent. Them and the Lakers have done a pretty damn good job in free agency. And I won't lie, even the Suns, right? Some teams that, you know, initially coming into this free agency period, there's some doubt about, hey, how are they going to, to add to support the core that they have there? And you look at the Dallas Mavericks, what they've already done, you know, in the draft and getting Derek Lively, which I love that. I love that move uh, for them and what they got in, got, uh, in the value that they have and how he's probably going to fit seamlessly in there. Has some offensive upside, of course, but then on top of that, um, you know, what he's going to be able to come in defensively and do right away. They also go out, they get Dante Exum, they get Seth Curry, that adds to Jaden Hardy. They also get Justin Holiday. They already got Rashawn Holmes as well. The Dallas Mavericks have been very active in free agency. And getting Grant Williams, while not an amazing player, the stats, the stats don't jump out the sheet at the stat sheet for you, but a player that has already understood a good role player on how to get his buckets, how to get his stats, right, how to impact the game without needing to be a huge part of the offense. And so Grant Williams moves on to a situation that he's probably going to get even more opportunity than what he got in Boston. And then they also signed Matisse Thibel to a three-year, $33 million offer sheet that will remain to see if that's going to be matched or not by the Portland Trailblazers. But again, another wing defender, and that Dallas Mavericks team needs as much defense as possible. And Matisse Thibel still has some scoring upside, uh, you know, if you can get out in transition and things like that. Not anything amazing, but I like these moves for the Dallas Mavericks a lot. And I think, you know, the Dallas Mavericks have done a pretty damn good job at looking at when you look at the assets they had, look at the position that they were in, uh, you know, they've done pretty good. And even, you know, tanking that last game of the season to end up holding on to their pick, which turns into Derek Lively for him, a player with a lot of upside. The Dallas Mavericks have done pretty damn good in free agency. Next up, Anthony Edwards as well. This is a deal that we missed. Signs a five-year, $207 million extension. Big deal here. Uh, you know, in the, the Minnesota Timberwolves, you have to pay your own free agents. You have to give them basically what they want. You're not a free agent destination. They got some questions they need to, you know, look at as the balance of that roster. But Anthony Edwards is worth every single penny that he can get, you know, especially being Michael Jordan's son. It makes sense there. But, yeah, Anthony Edwards gets his money. Mo Bamba, one-year deal to go to the Philadelphia 76ers after being waived by the Los Angeles Lakers. He goes to a team where he, I guess he's going to be Embiid's backup, can maybe do some of the same things that Embiid can. Are they going to play him some next to Embiid? Like, I, I like the acquisition for the Sixers. 
this is going to be interesting to see how are they going to use him. Is Mo Bamba finally going to be in a spot that's going to use him consistently in a role that makes sense, right? And how is he going to respond to that? Solid deal for him as well. Another deal that we missed, though, over the weekend, the Bulls signed Torrey Craig to a two-year deal, veteran minimum deal that ends up being $5.6 million. I really like this this, uh, move for the Bulls. Is it the big-time signing that they probably needed? No, but it's a veteran player that you get in with over 70 games of playoff experience for a team that doesn't have it. Torrey Craig as well stepped up pretty big for the uh, Phoenix Suns last season in in ways. Shot 39% from three-point range last season, the highest of his career. I'm sure the Bulls are hoping that that's going to be a consistent thing for him that they can that he can repeat that effort for them as well. And if he does, solid 3 and D player that's going to come in and be a dog for them. Next up, the Clippers get Mason Plumlee on a one-year $5 million deal. Pretty solid deal here. I mean, these one-year deals, it's kind of hard to, to be too uh, harsh on. The, the Los Angeles Clippers need as much talent as they can get as well. They hope that that core can stay healthy finally so they can be the, you know, the championship contender that they can be on paper. Uh, they hope that they can actually be that, but it's going to take for their players to be healthy. Mason Plumlee adds some depth to that th- team overall. Um, also, uh, the uh, Malik Beasley gets another contract. He goes to the Lakers as well. Uh, we're good to see what happens with Malik Beasley there. Um, I, here's what I'll say as far as Malik Beasley. I... I I like what Malik Beasley is on paper, right? I like what he I like what he is there. I'm sorry, he agrees to deal with the Bucks. My, my mistake on that. He was on the Lakers. He agrees to a one-year veteran minimum deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, considering that the Bucks, you know, where they are, looking to replace some talent that they left there, um, that they lost there. And I think ultimately, you know, the Bucks adding as much depth, some shooting as as, as possible. And, you know, he's going to come into a position where the gravity of Giannis Antetokounmpo is going to naturally get him some open looks. The biggest question is, is he going to take advantage of it? And does he have a bounce back season and maybe re-enter free agency and get some more money, right, in the long run? So we'll see what happens on that one. Um, and that's really it as far as the deals that we missed. Now, one thing that I do want to talk about before we go, though, is, you know, in the Dame Lillard trade, the whole NBA is waiting. The Miami Heat have already come out and said, uh, they haven't said, but it's been rumored that they're kind of putting a hold on their free agent acquisitions, waiting on this Dame Lillard trade. And I'm going to ask this question, right? Considering the trade with Lillard, some other things that can go on, is it wrong of, like, when you look at, like, the Sixers and saying that they are hesitant to include Tyrese Maxey in any deals, right? Is that going to be something that they that they regret, right? Don't get me wrong. I like Maxey a lot, and I understand his skill and the upside that he has. But Joel Embiid, yes, he's been able to stay healthier, finally winning MVP, like, doing those type of things. but is he going to it don't you want to maximize on the health of Joel Embiid like i understand the future of Tyrese Maxey and what he can mean to that team but like if that was the thing holding you back from potentially trading for Dame Lillard i just worry if they're going to end up regretting it in the long run if that's going to be something that they're going to look at and say hey uh yeah maybe we should have went for that Dame especially if a, a team in their conference like the Miami Heat end up trading for Dame Lillard and then with the the, the New York Knicks the Knicks as well like Hesitant saying that, you know, they don't want to move R.J. Barrett and, you know, they, they've kind of shut the door on trying to acquire any players of big name players and stars. Like, I get that they like their core and I get they have a fairly young core that still has a lot of upside as well there. But it's the New York Knicks, right? Like, you, your, your franchise, as much as you've been making money, has been a laughing stock for the better part of a decade. And while, yes, their arrow is definitely on its way up, I just wonder if they're going to regret, if these teams are going to regret holding on to some of these players, considering that. Yeah, they could get it. And, you know, it's come out, too, that say, like, 
There are teams that don't want to trade for Dame Lillard because he's disgruntled, you know, worried about the, the those things factoring in there. I still think we're going to see Dame Lillard move, but the Portland Trailblazers, to their credit, fighting back against the player empowerment movement, they are not going to move Dame in a situation that they don't get back exactly what they want. And because of that, while we've been, you know, thinking and operating under the assumption that Dame could be moved this offseason, there's a there is a realistic possibility that Dame Lillard does not get moved until the trade deadline. Or maybe like maybe he starts the season still off with the Portland Trailblazers, which would be a completely awkward situation potentially. But, you know, you just never know. And so I like seeing franchises do what's best for their franchise. And don't get me wrong. That's not to say that the players shouldn't be empowered. Players shouldn't be able to go where they want to go, things like that. But, like, we're starting to see a thing and trend in the NBA where players are signing extensions with their current teams to kind of lock in their money and then almost immediately a year a couple of months into that contract requesting a trade and so for teams to kind of combat against that they're going to have to make sure that these players know okay we we gave you a contract you want out of here cool but we're going to wait until we get the deal that's best for us yeah we want to take care of you we want to send you to a team that you want to go to we want to do right by you but we can't put ourselves in a bad and awkward situation just to do right by you when you signed this contract and stayed with us. So it's kind of, it's interesting. Like in a way we're starting to see kind of the, that, that like the, the trade request kind of become like a transfer portal in like college, right? Like it's, it's, it's just an interesting thing on how the NBA is going and how things are trending while these contracts are going up exponentially higher and players want to lock in that money for sure. We're seeing like teams like, okay, like, cool, you got your money, you got us, but we're not going to like, the same thing happened with the Nets and KD last season, right? Last offseason, KD signed that extension, reportedly wanted to trade him and Kyrie. They basically sat on it till the trade deadline, and they end up getting a much better package than they would have gotten had they rushed and just accommodated Kyrie and KD who, who wanted to get out of there. So I think ultimately we're seeing just kind of a, a battle back between the player empowerment movement and front offices of teams saying, okay, cool, we'll trade you. But we just want to make sure that we're set up right as well. Let me know what you guys think on that. Let me know what you think on how that and what that means for the future of the NBA and these trade requests as well. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of NBA Central. Make sure you're following the show at NBA Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com. And lastly, you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. I'm sorry. We are the number one spot for everything basketball related because of you guys. And I'll see you guys the next time I feel like making a video. Probably tomorrow. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break.